If you are visiting with us, I want to take another opportunity to welcome you here this morning. And I want to also remind all of you moms how appreciative all of the rest of us in the building today are of each and every one of you. I am the product of really three great moms. Some of you who know my story know I was in alcohol and drugs and all of this different stuff. And because some women have stood and still stand in the gap for me, I am the man you see before you today. The first one of those ladies is my mom's mom, my nana, Miss Shirley Faulkner, who took us in. I come from a divorced household. My mom's mom and dad took us in. And there were a lot of times in my life where I've either lived with them or, or, or stayed with them. And she loved on me and prayed over me and encouraged me no matter how much I was messing up. And, and the second one of those ladies that's had a huge influence, the biggest, is my own mom, Misty Langhofer, who is watching online right now. Hi, Mom. Love you, Mom. Uh, and so there were a lot of nights where she'd be praying over my room. Uh, there were a lot of nights where everybody else thought my life was in the gutter and um, not ever going to get any better. And she kept loving me. And she kept encouraging me, and she kept believing in me, and she kept praying over me. And God worked a miracle in my life as a result of my mom and my mom's mom's influence on me. The third lady that's a mom in my life today is my very beautiful, out-of-my-league bride, Miss Kirsten. And the joke with people in the community that I run with is that even though I have three children, my wife kind of has a full-time job of actually raising four kids. One of those kids is me. And so I, I, I have been blessed by the ladies in my life. The Apostle Paul was writing to a young man named Timothy. And in Timothy chapter 2, the Apostle Paul says, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, excuse me, in verse 5, the Apostle Paul talks about the spiritual heritage of women in the lives of a young man he is discipling. The Apostle Paul says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, Timothy, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. Moms, I just want to say this morning... That your efforts are not going unnoticed. It's the time you spend praying over your kids and loving on your kids and encouraging your kids. Or praying over your husbands and loving over your husbands and encouraging your husbands. That God's doing things in their lives. Your prayers and your lifestyle have influence. Quick snapshot on Timothy. His dad was a pagan Greek guy. The only people in his life to grow and develop him spiritually were his mom, Eunice, and his mom's mom, Lois. And because of their sincere faith, their effort towards Timothy and their consistency in that effort, Timothy was raised up to become a man of God. So I want that to be an encouragement to all of you moms this morning to keep going and be aware of your legacy and the influence it has on those in your life. Last thing I want to say is some of you have not had moms who have been present and actively involved in your life. But you've had other women 
who have come alongside you and encouraged you as though they were your own mother, even though it's not your mother of birth. Those are ladies still today that you honor. And some of you are out there who are moms who are, are trying to make up for lost time. You've made some mistakes in the past and it's time to make up for some lost time. I want to encourage you that with the power of God on your side, there is no time like the present to rewrite your ending. So I'm going to say a prayer. We're going to show a video and then we've got a special guest to talk to you about some mothering stuff, some different family stuff that we do here as a church in ministry all over the world. So I'm going to pray, we're going to show this video, and then we're going to continue our service this morning. Let's pray. God, thanks so much for the opportunity again to to worship you and celebrate moms today. We have all benefited from either our mothers by birth or women who have surrounded us in our lives to encourage us, to help us grow, and to develop in the men and women that we've become. We do honor them today, and we honor you, and we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate them. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. One thing I wish I could be better at as a mom would be to think before I speak because words really do matter to them. I wish I could spend more quality time with my kids. I wish I could take away the pain. <laughs> I wish I could take away the pain that I caused them when I divorced their dad. I wish that I was a better listener. I wish I could be better at managing my time. I wish I could be more patient with my kids. Thank you. 
Happy Mother's Day, Mom. We love you so much. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. I hope this makes you cry. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you so much. I feel so loved, and I I know how much he loves me, and I know that um, that I'm doing a better job than I think I am. Unconditional love is something that I think we will never fully understand until we get to heaven. But I I can feel that with my kids. It's like no matter what, you always feel that love from them, just like I try to give that love to them, but there's nothing like it, and it's amazing. I don't know, halfway through that, I got something in my eye, and uh, were you like that? Uh, what a great blessing. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Uh, you know, uh, God has always been serious about families. And uh, while we celebrate Mother's Day today, and rightfully so, uh, not only are individual mothers so important within the body of Christ, but as a church, uh, when we act like a mother toward the children of the world, we're being like God. Exodus 22, he uses a, uh, the word out of the Hebrew, Yaakam, when he talks about the fatherless. We're not to mistreat the fatherless. It's usually translated fatherless, but it actually means any child that is not protected or provided for. And so that's one of the things that not only that we, that we do as a, as a church. Uh, and we started uh, uh, this in a lot of very different areas, but uh, years ago, Al and I went to the Dominican Republic uh, following Robert Abel's and a relief effort there, and discovered the, uh, at that time it was called the uh, House of Jeremy, uh, House of Love, and uh, we uh, worked in the, uh, with the Dominican children. And what a great, great blessing that this continues to be uh, to so many of you who have ministered to them over the years. And so you, we have become a church like, and I think it's appropriate, like a mother that wants to take care to protect and provide physically and spiritually uh, for folks uh, uh, in this particular area. We have world radio speakers in this area. We've been involved with the church. Uh, the church want, there wants to see these kids do good. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, today. And so I've asked Corey uh, has been involved in that work. Corey, come up and join me and let's visit a little bit about the Dominican. Now before we get into the, the Dominican, uh, Corey, uh, you know the verse talked about grandmothers and mothers passing down what uh what has been passed down to you from your grandmother and mother that you want to give the other give to your well, kids i have been blessed to have an incredible mom who's here today and, and grandmothers who um who passed on you know a legacy of service to others and compassion and love for others i remember when i was little getting to go to the nursing home with my mama howard and um just loving on the, the people there and um with my mama joe 
cooking for people, serving people whenever they needed it. And with my mom, she was the first one who got to go, went on the very first trip to Dominican and took our son John Luke the first year and came back and told us of the work there. And then um, it's led to 10 years of, um, of service for these kids. But I want to tell a little story. That video reminded me of something because I think as moms, we are always the hardest on ourselves. But um, uh, a couple of years ago, I... Um, I had just come off of, I had had a hysterectomy, and I was not recovering well, and I was just feeling miserable, and I remember one night, I, um, I woke up in the middle of the night, and it had had one of those days that I'd just like not come out of the bedroom the whole entire day, and because I was still recovering, and the kids were really sweet, and they had, John Luke had made me a sandwich, and Will had made me a milkshake that night, and I was like, oh, kids are so good, they're just awesome, so blessed, have these great kids. I woke up about 2.30 in the morning, and I was thirsty, so I come to the kitchen to get a drink, and my house looked like a frat house. It was a disaster. The deli ham was out from the sandwich John Luke had made. The milk was out from the milkshake, macaroni and cheese boxes. Willie was out of town, I think, on a hunting trip. I always do these things during hunting season for some weird reason. And um, it was just like a disaster. And I went from like... I have the best kids in the world to like, what in the world is wrong with my children? So, so there's this like family group text that we text each other. Like really, usually it's like really sweet things and it's like, Oh, I love you. You're the greatest. I'm so proud to be your mom. All that stuff. Well, this night at like 2.30 a.m., I sent them a text. I said, I have raised a bunch of slobs. That was how the text started. And then it went on to just be like, what is wrong with you people? You know, you left the deli ham out. And I was like, do you know how much deli ham costs? And, you know, I was just like, I was furious. And um, so the next day, of course, you know, about, by about, well, noon, I still wasn't laughing about it. I was still pretty mad. And my house is normally messy because I have lots of kids, but this was like on another level. And so... Um, by that night, we were laughing, and, and now the kids, every time we walk in, our house is messy. They're like, we're a bunch of slobs. But uh, but the point about that was, I thought was, Willie pointed out to me, because I was like, did I not teach them well enough? You know, what is wrong? Like, I, I thought that, and I, then all of a sudden, I blamed myself. I was like, I have raised a bunch of slobs. It's my fault that our children don't know how to, you know, put up the deli ham and all that. So as moms, we always take the blame, don't we? And Willie said, a dad would never do that. A dad would be like, what is wrong with you people? He wouldn't take the blame on himself. <laughs> well, it's Mother's Day, so I'm going to confine my remarks about fathers to later. But, uh, 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 well, I, I tell you, it's great to see your, one of your family passing down the faith from generation to generation. But also a concern not to just be a good mother in your own family, uh, but but uh, when I think about what the church's is involvement here uh, with these kids now, uh, when we first went there, uh, which we came in right after a relief effort, there was all kinds of needs. There were like I think there were 17 kids in two rooms with stacked beds, three high, and uh, there was uh, really the only, the only shower was a water hose over the edge of a fence and a tub. Uh, and so it was really a terrible situation when we first discovered the home. Uh, but, um, uh, but as we've gone, gone along, things obviously have improved, and uh, you guys have been a big part of that. Uh, so, uh, Corey, tell us now uh, what we're trying to accomplish with the kids in Dominican. So what we're really excited about is, um, so these are kids that, um, like Mike said, we've been working with for 10 years. We've seen them from... There were about 2 to 12 at that time. Well, not 12 yet. 2 to 8 at that time. And now some of them are, are graduated from high school. And we've got middle schoolers. And 
what we're so excited to see these kids and our hope for these kids and our dream for these kids is that, you know, the, the impact that we've made, the, the way we poured into them. And, you know, it's been really neat to see each year another child gets baptized, another, as they become a teenager, gets baptized in the little pond there that um, the locals all swim in. We take them down and we baptize them. So these kids have the spirit of the Lord and living in them because of the impact that our church has made on them and the, the way that we've taught them and cared for them over the years. And so our hope for them is that they become adults, they have families, they um, honor God with their families, and they're not in the same position that they're in right now where they're orphans. They're, um, some of them... Or double orphans. Some of them do not have a mother or a father. Some do have a mother or a father somewhere that was not able to care for them, that dropped them off one day because they couldn't do it. They couldn't take care of them. So these are, you know, some of the most vulnerable children. And um, so we partner with this organization called Help One Now. Um, I got involved with them um, by going to Ethiopia with them. And um, they are one of some of the work that they're doing there is they call it orphan prevention. So we went to these um, these homes of these mothers that were, when I say home, it was like a little mud hut with absolutely nothing in it, no electricity, no running water. Um, they cooked out on a little fire pit outside their homes. But um, every one of the mothers, we went to their homes. They were all HIV positive, positive. All of them were widows because their husbands had died of AIDS. And all of them would have been dead and their children would have been orphans were it not for Help One Now stepping in, providing the medical care they need, providing a cow for their family to be able to feed their family. Every one of these children were children who ate one meal every other day, just enough to stay alive. And um, with Help One Now coming in to, you know, give them, help them plant a vegetable garden, give them a cow, give them the resources they need to where they can survive. And then the funds they need so that they can go to school and they can change the trajectory of their lives. Yeah, and you know, I love that one. They see a need and reach out to meet it. And uh, and but but not only that, in the Dominican, you know, I love it because the church there that we already have a relationship with can also love and help these kids while they don't have necessarily the resources to provide things for them physically. Uh, we we can partner with our brothers and sisters there in that part of the world to not only to meet the physical needs, but as Corey mentioned earlier, the spiritual needs of teaching them the gospel. And then you're changing an entire generation because now you can raise kids that will be good moms and dads and have their own families and that will have an appreciation for what's been done for them, not only physically, but more importantly, they'll have the gospel and they can take that to wherever they're living in this world. And so uh, it, is, it is world evangelism. Uh, it is benevolence. It is true religion. Remember, James said that's taking care of those that can't take care of themselves. And so I love that part of what we do. What, what do we do to yeah. help these particular kids? So one of the things we realized whenever we started going to Dominican, um, a lot of people go to Dominican. There's a lot of good organizations that work there. But um, we started talking to the local people there, and they would say, you go to Neva? Neva is this little town that's like on the close to the Haitian border. It's not like this beautiful city in Dominican that's on the other side that people go to and, and tour as tourists and that kind of thing. It is um, inland. It's not. There's nothing really for the people to do there. One of them it's, told me it was the armpit of the Dominican. Yeah, that's so. what they called it, right? Uh, and so we all of a sudden realized it's almost like going to Nineveh or something. And and that's where we thought, okay, well, this is really 
important for us to be there. Um, a lot of there's a lot of um, things going on that we don't even want to hear about or know about or talk about. But there's sex trafficking, slavery, and all that going across the border from Dominican to Haiti. That um, that just there's a lot of need there. So these kids. Um, so. These are whenever we talk about sponsorships, I know a lot of you probably sponsor a child and, and there's so many organizations doing good work. And a lot of the sponsorships are like thirty dollars a month and they help to, you know, give uniforms or school supplies and things like that to kids who maybe have parents but they just need a leg up. They need a little extra help to to help their kids go to school or have an extra meal a day and that kind of thing. And that's fabulous work. But one of the things that Help One Nail does and that we're doing with these kids are these are the most vulnerable. These are kids that don't have a mother or father. They don't have, so they need more than just the level of care that $30 a month can do. So what we're doing with them is we need to get each child sponsored five times. So it's $40 a month for the sponsorship, and we need five families or five individuals to sponsor each child. That gives them the funds to provide everything that they need, their home, their food, their, um, you know, schooling, their medical care, all of the things that they need. And um, like I said, it's not just a child that, you know, we're going to give them a little extra. This is start to finish care. And what's really exciting, so after the first service, I noticed a lot of the little blue dots up there. So each dot represents someone is sponsoring that child. And so before the first service, none of the children were sponsored at all. And now I noticed like six blue dots up there. So, um so we got a lot of some of the children already sponsored the first service. But my goal for the end of this day is to wake up tomorrow and pull up the website and every child is sponsored, fully sponsored. That would be a dream and, um, you know, would make a huge impact on these ch- children's lives forever. Oh, and, and, and so that's that's a good challenge for us uh, to take on because these uh, are kids that uh, how many here have been to the Dominican? Uh, raise your hand. Look how many already good group you already met these kids and so these are uh, uh, kids that we have a relationship with and that uh, uh, Lindy and the other groups that have been down have got to do things with them and I remember even though it's a very short distance less than an hour away to the to the beach or the ocean there these kids had never seen that and so our group gathered them all up on a bus and took them over there just to experience something they've never experienced before and so we have a relationship here of helping these kids grow as well as helping the church there learn how to take care of one another too. And so uh, it's, it's not just someone you'll never meet. I mean, there's a good opportunity for you to go on these trips, good opportunity to meet the very kids that you're sponsoring or for us to even possibly have them over here sometime. But, but it's a great, a great work for us to be a mother uh, to that home. Yeah, when we're talking about mother and these kids, I really want to honor, I don't know if Adam and Stephanie are here today, but Adam and Stephanie went down and spent a year in Nava, and, um, you know, they definitely experienced the armpit of, of Dominican when they were there. Stephanie um, got a lot of parasites. She was sick a lot of the time that they were there because, you know, the, the level of cleanliness and care and the, none of the water's not good there. So um, she was really able to experience and really, you know, sacrifice a lot to do that but she was able to mother these kids in a way that they had never experienced before they um there is a house mother and father that live with them and um if you can imagine 16 kids with one house mother and father and um they all got this virus that was called the chikungunya virus that's like a really severe flu virus that was spread all around by mosquitoes down there and stephanie was down there with them and adam were down there with them when they all got it and she was able to love on them and 
massage their backs and give them their medicine and the care that they needed. And um, they, these these kids had never experienced anything like that before. Stephanie got it as well, but I just think how grateful I am that Stephanie was able to be there and be that mother to them during that time. And she's able to teach those house parents really how to mother, how to how to care for them, how to keep them well, how to um, wash things and, and keep them safer than, um, than things that they just didn't know before. So our church has done a great work for these kids, and we're just asking to continue that work, to, um, to continue that for these kids. They're getting older, but that doesn't mean that their care is any less important. We all know that have teenagers know that the work of a mom is not done when our kids become teenagers. It just ramps up and it's just in a new way. And then even as they become adults, as they go to college and, and all that, um, our work as a mother is not done. So we don't want to um, give up on these kids as they get older. You know, uh, um, I just want to say, Corey, to, to, to you and Willie and your family, one, I appreciate everything that you guys are doing for, uh, for, for pro-life, for adoption, for taking care of these uh, kids uh, around the world that, that need so much help. And uh, uh, you are the extension of, of Watchbury Road in so many ways, and uh, you set the example out there. And so I just, I just want to say we're, we're really proud of you guys and appreciate all you do uh, so much for the kingdom. Thank you for being willing to share with us today. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. What a great blessing to be involved in uh, helping churches around the world, and such as we do in the Dominican. Uh, you get a chance to go on one of the mission trips you need to go, uh, and it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, and to be able to meet people face-to-face and to hold their hands and to pray with them and to share with them. Uh, and uh, thanks so many of you already who are so involved in that. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, you know, Pro-life isn't just about adoption. It's not just about helping orphans. There's nothing more pro-life than conversion, right? When a person is born again because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, hey, I'm pro-life for that, right? Like we saw earlier before the service started. And so that story of the gospel, that's what we want to get passed down from generation to generation. It's changed our lives, and we want to keep it changing the lives of other people. We know we're practicing true religion out of James when we take care of orphans and widows, take care of people who can't take care of themselves. That's one of the signs of Christianity. Uh, But also that commitment to the story of the gospel. Uh, A lot of good humanitarian works go on around the world that help people, and I appreciate them. But they don't all take the gospel with them. We want to hand in hand physically provide, but also provide the good news. If the gospel message of Jesus has changed your heart and you want to respond to it today, we want to give you an opportunity. Also, if you've just forgotten the power of that message, maybe it's been handed down by your mother and grandmother and you just let it slide, then get committed back to the story of Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us. That's what our invitation is about. So if you have a need, would you come while together we stand and sing?